You're listening to Lab Notes, your weekly guide to science and innovation. Hello, I am Mark Inathponhaus. And I'm Leo Stevens. Welcome to The Brief, where we cover two concepts from science and business. G'day, Leo. What have you got for us today? Hi, Mark. Well, today I want to talk about early employees. So we often hear about the founders and investors in a startup business who are carrying risks and creating their new business. But there's another group who are pivotal to that journey. Early employees are the first people who are hired by a business. In many cases, they arrive before a business has a product or any significant revenue. So their salaries are funded from the money that investors put in. And their main job is to take that product as quickly as possible from its prototype stage into a market-ready form. Because of this dynamic, the founders and early employees share a very significant risk, a risk that the company runs out of money and everybody loses their jobs. To help compensate for this, many early employees receive some part of their salary in the form of share options. This essentially means that they become partial owners of the business over time, And if the business succeeds, these options can become very valuable, much more valuable than their salary. So this provides both an incentive to work hard and also some compensation for the professional risks these people are taking with a job in a startup. But with that said, being an early employee is a relatively low-risk way to experience the startup life, and many future founders began their journey by first being an early employee of somebody else's startup. Great. Did I understand correctly that they get some form of salary and shares or shares only? They will get a salary. Um, Sometimes that salary is slightly below the market rate they could have commanded at an established firm, but they will also receive share options in addition to that salary to compensate for that lower base pay and also the risks they're taking. What would a uh, typical characteristic early employee look like in terms of their expertise experience that's a really important question and it's something that's very very important for founders to get right because there are limited financial resources available to a startup based on how much investment they've received and that essentially means there's a limited number of man hours they can deploy between where they are now and getting their product to market so they have to be very judicious about selecting the type of employees who have technical skill sets that might be engineering skills, but it might also be things like marketing expertise um, or people with distribution knowledge. But also these early employees, you, you can imagine there's maybe only five or ten people in the company at this stage. These people will have a very close working relationship with the founder themselves and they will come to define what the company's culture is long term. So employees that come in afterwards will look to these original kind of five to ten people and act in a way that is commensurate with how they're acting. So it's really, really important for a founder to select employees that exemplify the type of employee that they want to have for their business, who work hard, who are diligent, who are intelligent, and really help push this early idea uh, into a a company. How does a founder find these people? Does he put out job ads? Can put out job ads through Seek and the like. Many of these founders would at this stage be in an incubator network or something like that. So often they'll have job boards through the incubator to advertise through. The company might also have networks through their investors or through their board. 
and those people might have people to recommend. If the founders come out of a university, they've probably had people who've they've studied with in their degree or in related degrees who might be good fit for the company as well. So a good personal relationship with the founder is very valuable alongside the technical skill set. And what happens when there's a conflict in terms of direction that have between a founder and some of these early employees in terms of product development? How does that, are there ways that that gets resolved or? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the founder has the discretion to hire and fire and set the tone. So ultimately it would be the founder's decision which way the company heads. But again, it's such a small group, there would almost always be some form of collaboration, discussion, and really any good founder would be taking the feedback of their early employees on board with all their decision-making. And hopefully if the employee is right, that the founder would change the direction of the business to, to suit that. Cool. That's probably all we have time for. Let me talk to you about my topic for today, which is what is a postdoc? First of all, postdoc stands for postdoctoral researcher. And it's a universal term that describes a person conducting research after the completion of their doctoral studies. In other words, it's someone that is already a doctor and has a PhD but still is working under the supervision of a more experienced researchers. Postdoc positions are usually temporary and they generally last one to three years. And what people do during this, they, they use this period to further develop their skills, knowledge and experience. And in general, it gives them time to develop their own research identity or their career goals. And of course, it's not strictly necessary to do a postdoc to find a job in science, but it is almost essential in many disciplines in order to secure a tenure track position at universities around the world. It's also the time period where researchers can really intensely focus on their research output without too many other commitments. And they use this time to publish as many papers as possible, which will build their portfolio and will hopefully increase their attractiveness to employers such as universities. And these are, very briefly, the key aspects of what a postdoc is. So to what extent is a postdoc setting their own research objectives or are they very much kind of under the direction of that bigger research figure they're working with? It depends on, well, they are, it depends on how they're hired. So some postdoctoral researchers are hired to work on a particular project, but it's still research and you still have leeway to also do things on the side. So a lot of researchers will use a postdoc to fulfill their conditions of employment, but then they'll develop other stuff on the side that might give them an interest. Or they take the task that they've been given and they, they really like it so much that they're going to make that part of their career goal. A lot of people build their research careers on research that are either done during their PhDs or their postdocs. So who is responsible for selecting and hiring a postdoctoral researcher? Well, it used to be you would either have a coffee or a different type of drink, an alcoholic drink, and you, someone would say, why don't you come and work for me? That's, for example, how I got one of my first postdoc positions in the UK, by just meeting someone. These days, it is done through job ads, and then there are interviews 
in which people have to give talks and they go through a panel. So it's a lot more structured these days. But in the olden days, it was very different. And we've spoken a few times about, I guess, the, the competitiveness of the academic career path. and There's more PhDs than there are professors, for sure. How big is the cull from the PhD round to the postdoc round? Is it is it 20% of graduates? Is it 50? Do you have a sense for, for that? It's below 20%, I think. A lot of people will do their PhDs, and we actually train them to be researchers, but they go and do something completely different because it's very hard to find postdoctoral positions. And at the moment, in the current COVID-19 situation, it's even harder to find postdoc positions. And the funding for the postdoc positions, is that primarily from large grants or does that come out of the university's general budgets? So there's two ways that you can do this. Obviously, the large government grants, but usually universities also run prestigious postdoctoral schemes, which are maybe a university will give out five of them a year. So they're very, very competitive, but very prestigious. Right, well... Um, that's about the time that we've got on these two topics, early employees and postdoctoral researchers. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Leo. See you next week. See you next week.